There's a spiritual war that's going on for our communities. It's a war between the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. And God wants to equip us to be His occupying force in our communities. Join in today to learn more. Today on our Occupying Force podcast, we want to talk about the violent take it by force. A verse in scripture in Matthew chapter 11, verse 11, says, Assuredly, I say to you, among those born of women, there is not risen one greater than John the Baptist, but he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. One of the things we recognize in this particular scripture is that there is indeed a war going on around us. There's a clash of two kingdoms. And we see this as, you know, the kingdom of God versus the kingdom of Satan, the kingdom of light versus the kingdom of darkness, kingdom of truth versus the kingdom of lies, the kingdom of life versus the kingdom of death, the kingdom of love versus the kingdom of hatred, and the kingdom of prosperity versus the kingdom of poverty. And so by these illustrations, we recognize that that which God always intended and that which Jesus was coming back to restore, even in his language of talking about that now the kingdom of God is at hand, we recognize all around us a resistance to that. And so today we want to talk some about what that resistance looks like. So let's talk about this term suffers violence because it's not a pleasant term at all. And in order to understand the violation that's taking place in the kingdom of God, we've got to look at these words separately and then together. So the first word suffers, it means in the original language to endure death, pain, or distress. I'd say that's suffering. The second definition is to sustain loss or damage. And then the third is to be subject to disability or handicap. Now the word violence, it means exertion of physical force to injure or abuse. That's a term that's familiar to us in the English language. Another one is injury by distortion. So let's talk about that. If the truth is distorted, in other words, if a lie is presented about you, don't you feel like you have had a violent act emotionally gone against you? So that's one way of looking at violence. Another definition is infringement. And that's with going against the boundaries of your rights and to violate what is rightfully yours. I mean, an illustration of that is even in terms of your own home. It's your home. And if a thief comes in there when you're not there and breaks into your home and steals things, then when you come home, you recognize there's an infringement that's taken place. Right. And then the fourth definition for violence is intense, turbulent, or furious and often destructive action or force. You know, I think of a tornado and how it comes in. That is a violent act of nature that comes into an area. So when you look at these words together, suffers violence, you can see what was being spoken here is that the kingdom of God suffers violence. Jesus is saying this to his disciples. 
And what he's saying is the kingdom is enduring death, pain, or distress. It's receiving injury by distortion. It's sustaining loss or damage. It's subject to disability or handicap because of infringement and in this whirlwind of turbulent force that's coming into the kingdom. And so he's saying, hey, there is a problem here in the kingdom you need to be aware of. Now, his kingdom is our kingdom. And if you can really get that in your heart, if you can really perceive that his kingdom is your kingdom, you are a joint heir with Christ, you are part of the family of God, his kingdom is yours. So what Jesus is telling us is our family, our kingdom, our dynasty has a problem. Let that sink down deep within your heart. So really what you're talking about is an ownership factor. In other words, he's given it to us and we partner with him in it. And so lots of times people probably don't even think about that. No, he says then what is mine is yours. And so then we take ownership of it. When we take ownership of it in a right way, then it, it literally opens up the door for the one that gave us that ownership to then fulfill what it is that he wants to see happen. I love this story out of Derek Prince's book on spiritual warfare. He makes this statement. He says, Jesus pictures the church on the offensive, attacking the gates of Satan. Jesus promises that Satan's gates will not hold out against the church and that Satan will not be able to keep the church out. It is not the church trying to keep Satan out. It is Satan failing to keep the church out. Jesus promises that if we obey him as our commander in chief, we will be able to move out, storm Satan's citadels, break through his gates, release his captives, and carry away his spoil. That gets me excited. <laughs> yeah, it does. Because when you recognize all the things around you that are violations of God's kingdom, then rather than sitting in a position of any kind of apathy or any kind of hopelessness or even saying there's nothing you can do about it, no, you recognize that Jesus, because of what Jesus has done, now we're on the offensive. We go to those places without fear. And we go to those places with excitement, believing that, hey, because of what Jesus has done, now we're going to see the full manifestation of what he's completed. So when we look back at this passage in Matthew, Jesus says, the kingdom of God suffers violence, but the violent take it by force. So that's a very strong phrase that he said there. He's exhorting us to fight. He's saying, hey, people, we have kingdom work to do, and you're going to have to get up and do that. So let's look at the words, the violent take it by force. And they're going to be similar to what you saw in Suffer's Violence. But violent in this one, it means to tear away, to seize, to plunder, or take away by force. And then take by force is one word in the Greek, and it is to seize, to carry off by force, or to snatch out or away. So if you look at these two words, violent, and take by force, it's almost like you have a double punch with these words because they essentially mean the same thing. And so Jesus is using very strong language here saying, hey, I need you to rise up and fight. You need to get your chutzpah on and you need to start tearing things away from the enemy's camp. You need to go plunder what he's done, snatch those things out of his hands and carry them off by force because he illegally has taken those things through his 
suffering violence acts that he's done to his body. Now, a lot of people have a hard time with even this word violent. But again, our battle's not against flesh and blood. So you cannot look at the life of Jesus and not recognize that he was being violent. In other words, it, he was filled with love. When it came to casting out demons, he did that with violence. And they recognized it. In other words, when he walked up, they recognized the authority he had. And so Jesus would completely cast them out. That's a violent term. Mm -hmm. And so when you recognize that, when you look at the very things that Jesus went through to completely set us free, those were absolutely violent acts. Violent acts that were done against him, but the violence in him then came and overcame those things. So we were talking about this the other day, even about in Colossians, that he took that which had to do with principalities and powers, spirits of wickedness, and what did he do? He paraded them in the streets and stripped them of all of their authority. That is a violent act. Absolutely. So we recognize that characteristic in Jesus himself. So we can't take on this thing of, again, it's not towards people. It's towards the thing of the clash of the kingdoms and all those things around us. And we see it all around us. Listen, disease is a violent thing that comes against the kingdom of heaven. There is no disease in heaven. There is no sickness in heaven. So those things that are taking place on earth then are some of those factors that are violating his kingdom. So we recognize that. That which has to do with people that are living in poverty, that is an act of violence against the kingdom of heaven. So when we begin to see all that is around us and we recognize it as a violent act, this is not hard for those of you listening. The things in the world that you look at and you look at those things and you say, wait a minute, you feel it in your heart and you recognize there's an injustice there. It should not be that way. And, and it's different for all of us. Some of you, you see someone in a wheelchair and you say, wait a minute, that's not right. That is against the kingdom of heaven. And you feel it on the inside. Well, that's a place then God is anointing you to begin to then aggressively on the offense go after those things of wickedness that are causing those things. So, you know, going back to the testimony I shared of my own life last episode, you know, having MS and all of that, that diagnosis that came towards me and the infraction that was happening against my physical health, that was a suffering violence act that was happening to me personally. And as I shared about endurance last week, in episode four, that was the violent taking it by force. That is part of that enduring force that you walk in. So God is looking out to us this day to rise up. He's looking for those that'll say yes to the call, that will step into this place of literally being violent about the acts of darkness. So it's time to tear away that which the enemy holds captive and bring it back into our kingdom, into God's kingdom. So we need to stand up and fight for what is rightfully ours. 
look, we, we don't know about you, but these kinds of things get us fired up because we've, we've been warriors for years. Yes. I mean, God's put it inside of us. And literally, especially in the last few decades, branching us out. It's one of the reasons we wanted to do this podcast on Occupying Force, because he trained us in that which had to do with what we would call powerful intercession, that which would have to do with a, a powerful worship. And in those moments, we would enter into an intercession that we recognized we were partnering with God in destroying that which had to do with darkness in atmospheres and that kind of thing. And then over the last few decades, God's taken us into that place where, okay, we're not only dealing with atmospheres, but we're going to step into those literal places, those literal geographic places. We're going to go to those places where we see that, that violence against the will of God being done and get involved in those areas and not be afraid to occupy those areas. You know, I, I want to read a quote out of our book, Preparing for Battle, and it says this, the character of one who takes the kingdom by force is tried and tested before going to battle. There are seasons of preparation needed to get to this level of intercession. There is a cost to carry this mantle. Through storms and difficult situations, the victorious warrior is formed by God's grace and mercy in the midst of adverse circumstances. The result is an unshakable warrior who loves the Lord with all his or her mind, soul, and body. Trust in the Lord during the raging war is what keeps the seasoned soldier going. You know, God is looking for those who will cry out against injustice and declare that the kingdom of heaven is at hand, and he is assembling his army upon the earth. So the call is, are you ready to be a part of God's army? You, you can't avoid the battle. So you're either going to let it overtake you, or you're going to become part of his army, and you're going to be willing then to step into that place Allow God to gather you with people around you that are going to be a part of that army and then watch and see what it is that God wants to do. He really does want to work through you. It can be really simple things. You look in terms of the injustice that we see going on in, say, you know, some of our school systems. An illustration in the county we live in, it's one of the fourth largest counties in the whole nation. And there was this one particular school, a middle school, and uh, they were busing students into this school from all over the county. That in itself is questionable. But they were doing that, and it had this reputation of violence. In other words, there were fights going on at the school. There were consistent lockdowns that were happening, and teachers didn't want to go there. And this one particular principal left, and this other lady, a principal, and she was a Catholic lady, she loved the students, and she took this position, and she got in there, and she recognized that this atmosphere of darkness was there, this kind of thing we're talking about. So the students weren't doing well in terms of their grades, in terms of absentees, all those kinds of things. So we recognize, no, wait a minute, this is an act of darkness. This is an act of the enemy against this school. We won't go into all the details of how it opened up. We might do that later. But a simple thing happened is, she said, is there anything you can do to help me? She invited us in. 
So we said, okay, here's what we want to do. We want to come in every single Monday morning, an hour before school starts, and we just want to pray. That's all we wanted to do. And she said, absolutely. So she gives us a computer room. We go in every Monday, and there was usually a group of five of us. Sometimes it would be a, a little bigger than that. And again, in this, it was people from all different denominations. So we went in every Monday morning and we began to pray together. And this is just how we did it. We began reading through the New Testament. So we started in the book of Matthew, began reading. We'd read a few chapters. And then from that, we would begin to pray those scriptures, but we would always target the things going on at that school. We'd pray for the teachers. We'd pray about the situation of, you know, the fights and all those kinds of things. Long story short, we did that for a whole year. The principal began coming to us and saying, look, I don't know what you're doing, but it's changing. And I don't remember her using the word changing the atmosphere. She knew the environment was changing. And what was taking place is she came to us one day and she was dressed in a dress. And she said, do you see what I'm wearing today? We said, yeah. She said, well, you don't understand. I could never wear a dress to school because I was breaking up fights every single day. Listen, <laughs> that's the work of God coming against that which has to do with, you know, the, the, the works of darkness there in that school. She said the other thing in terms of lockdowns, that whole year when they, but the year before they'd have lockdowns and they'd last all day long. She said, we've only had three instances and they were taken care of and cleared up within 45 minutes. And then the other thing she said, let me show you how it's changed in terms of absentees and also how the grades have changed overall in the school. So what we're talking about this, uh, you know, being willing to go to the place where um, those wars are going on simply to do something, partnering with God in a way to be violent against the works of darkness in those particular places. So it was powerful to watch and see God do that. And it was amazing because it wasn't a major Christian organization that came in to do it. It was concerned citizens some were clergy, some were not, but the concerned citizens that came in and said, you know what, we're going to bring the kingdom of light into the place where darkness is trying to rule. And we're going to be an occupying force in the school that's going to bring change. And that humbleness and how the team came together and how they dedicated that time each week, it brought measurable results. Absolutely did. And the principles like, you cannot leave me. So just one illustration of seeing how the violent take it by force, and then our whole topic of being an occupying force in those places. So it's not complicated. It's a, just a matter of being willing to let Holy Spirit lead you, connect you with the right people, then lead you to those places where the enemy's at work, but God is ready to do a work in those places. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Occupying Force. 
We invite you to go to our website and subscribe to our newsletter at www.occupyingforce.org where you can learn about upcoming programs that we have to help further your call in intercession and civil occupation, as well as resources that we have. We hope to see you soon. Don't forget to subscribe. You can follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, CPN Shows, or wherever you get your podcasts.